Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. And that is 1 John 4.1. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Bridge Radio. And we are coming at you from the great state of Texas. I am your host, A.W. Varilla, and next to me, like always, the president, Steve Den Hartog. Good morning, everybody. What's up? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, well, uh, it's another week. It is. And we have exciting news. We do. Steve, let us know about the exciting news that's going on. So we got the uh, made the, the offer on the new building, got that accepted, so we are working towards... The closeout, which Lord willing, is going to be in about a month and a half. So pray for that, that that goes through smoothly and on time. And then after that, we'll be able to get going with the finish off. God is awesome. Amen. Great. Wonderful. Just amazing where we've uh, come from in the last year, for just a, the year alone. Yeah. For a worldwide audience, you guys know that we've been talking about this for a while uh, on the podcast. We've been raising funds. And you guys know that we are in a very, we, we are a Christian bookstore. Yes. We ministry ministry. Yes. Christian bookstore ministry. Yeah. Coffee shop, you know, all rolling one. Exactly. Right. And we could not do this without God, without you guys, Amen. uh, for the people that listen to us overseas here in the States. Yes. I mean, you guys have been so, so gracious towards us and we will be moving to a new building and that's, I'm, I'm like blown away. Oh I can't, man, I'm excited. I mean, Larger facility, we'll have more space to, mm-hmm. to, to do what we want there, you know, start the, the classes for the seminaries. So. Yeah. And we're, and we're going to have to, we're going to have to do a new video. Oh, uh, I mean, so absolutely. that everybody can go on our website and see our new place after it's done. Absolutely. So, uh, so we're super excited about that. I mean, Steve and I just always are constantly talking about the new place. And, and again, this is all for God's glory, guys. Amen. We always say that it's for him. Uh, it's to further the kingdom. Uh, these are the means that God uses to do that. And we are very, very grace, grateful to him, Amen. our Lord, Jesus Christ, uh, and uh, all our brothers and sisters in you Christ bet. around the world. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, this week we have a testimony. Uh, we got Samuel and Ruth uh, Medina, who were born and raised in the beautiful island of Puerto Rico. Uh, they're actually uh, relatives of Dr. Rafael, yeah. who runs Bridge Espanol, uh, Bridge Radio Espanol. Uh, he does uh, the um, um, hosting and interviewing our our authors. Yes, but yeah, so we're going to be talking about how they uh, got out of the N. Uh, let me get this right because I don't want to. I don't. Last time I said they were <laughs> the NRA. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually the new ref, the new apostolic reformation. Yeah. Okay. So very word of faith, uh, movement. Um, and I think that, uh, who's the guy out, out West who's, uh, big and famous, uh, Costi. No, not Costi. Uh, the, uh, the guy that's in it. Yeah. The guy's oh, a bill. Is it Bill Johnson? Bill Johnson. Yes. Todd White. Yeah. 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 Bill Johnson, all those guys over there. So, uh, they're going to be coming on um, and giving their testimony um, and going to let us know how they came out of this movement. Mm-hmm. I mean, praise the Lord uh, that God gave them, uh, opened their eyes uh, to see the truth, Amen. Uh, good biblical truth. So we're super excited to interview them. You bet. 
Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to subscribe to Apple, Android, Google, and Stitcher Radio. And please visit our website at bridgemanlaredo.org. And we're also now on Spotify. So if you're on Spotify, please check us out there. All right. Well, Steve, why don't we get this podcast going? Let's do it. Let's do it. Samuel and Ruth Medina were born and raised in the beautiful island of Puerto Rico. They currently live in sunny Tucson, Arizona, where their three boys, ages 11, 8, 5, Samuel works as a mechanical engineer for 10 years and is now working towards his master in divinity. Ruth is a pediatrician caring for the underserved community at a local community health center. Welcome Samuel and Ruth Medina to Bridge Radio for the first time. Hi, thank you so much. It's really a joy, a privilege to to be here and spend this time with you. Well, um, uh, guys, we're super excited to have you on. Um, one of the things uh, we uh, said in our intro uh, that you and Dr. Rafael, who runs Bridge Ministry Español, uh, with uh, uh, Eduardo as well as he does the Mantorano who does the teaching as well. And um, he was just telling us your story. And he was just like, you guys got to get these guys on to tell their testimony about the um, uh, the new uh, apostolic uh, reformation or N-A-R. Uh, um, and I was like, wow, I didn't even know that there was a name uh, for this. And the funny thing is, is that once we mentioned some of the key players of this new apostolic reformation, you guys are going to be like, oh, wow. I didn't know that this is this movement. So, um, so Samuel and Ruth, uh, before we begin here, can you just tell our worldwide audience just a little bit about yourself and how just God drew you to saving faith? Yeah, well, you know, we have pretty similar stories. Um, we've been going to the same church back in Puerto Rico since we were like 11 years old. Mm. So in, in that church, you know, we, we came to, to know Christ and saving faith. We got baptized um, in, in that church. And, you know, I, I think right now we would describe ourselves, we were just wandering sheep <laughs> around. You know, we, we, we knew um, about God. We trusted him. But th- there were some uh, key things <laughs> He, uh, foundational things missing in, in our walk. But, you know, now looking back, we can definitely see how God, uh, you know, just had his hand um, on us and just kind of how he led everything. Mm. And, you know, he had a purpose through everything that we we went through. Um, and, and, you know, it just saving us from so many things. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely... Um kept us even though we like samuel said we we were wandering sheep we um believed false things about god for uh, uh many years um but through all of this we just see his power and and his ability to be the one that saves us and keeps his sheep in his hands yeah amen i you know he knows his sheep and uh he'll keep his sheep for sure uh as he says in um, the gospel of john so um Guys, how, um, when and how did your journey into the new Apostolic Reformation Church begin? Yeah, well, I, I think, I mean, I think to be fair, I, it started really us, you know, being raised in Pentecostal churches. Mm. Um, 
you know, being raised in that kind of environment, there are some things that you kind of um, accept, learn to accept. <laughs> some things that you're like, well, I'm not sure, that looks weird. <laughs> but you, you, you just learn to accept it. And, you know, coming from that sort of background, when I moved to Tucson in 2006 um, to, for, for a job, an engineering job, well, that's what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I don't know, uh, some of the listeners may, may know and remember uh, about this, but uh, at, at that particular time, um, the, that gold dust, you know, that manifestation of gold dust and precious stones like falling from the sky or ceiling or whatever, and, 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 and these meetings and conferences, that was like, that was it. That was what was happening. That's what God was doing in that time. So literally, I'm like, I need to find something like that. Mm. So when I uh, came here to Tucson, I started looking for, for a church uh, like that. And I, I stumbled upon uh, a conference uh, led by Patricia King, uh, mm. who's also here from uh, Arizona. And, you know, they were all about that. And, and you know, starting the conference and then someone in the conference, a, a couple invited me to their church. And I went to the church and basically stayed there. We, we stayed there for 13 years. Mm, oh, um, wow. So that was, that's how it, it all, it all started for us. Um, Ruth officially got here. She, she was visiting back and forth as she finished um, her medical degree, but she officially got here in OA and we just, we just kept on, on, on going in, in that, in that church, in that environment, which we had no idea what, where it came from or, or what it was called. I don't even think people there knew, um, at least at that time, you know, it was just for us. It was, Hey, this is the next step. Like we were Pentecostals, you know, kind of branching out from the holiness movement mm -hmm. as, uh, you know, we got, uh, we were raised in that. And then we just thought this is the natural next step. This is it. And then you show up to churches like this and everybody's just so, welcoming and and you feel like this love bubble around you um so it, it's not also what was happening in terms of what, like what samuel said with um a supposed move of god but also the environment it was just warm fuzzy feelings and yeah. so we stayed and um so now as we continue on guys we we want to go ahead and uh define what this is because there's probably a lot of listeners out there who have no idea what we're talking about right now and so right. um as as we begin uh what is the new apostolic reformation uh can you just give a brief definition since many in the nra churches don't even realize it which was really uh uh um kind of eye-opening to me uh, as I was uh, doing a little research for the podcast that people that are in it don't realize that they're in it, you know, and this mm -hmm. is what it's called. Right. Yeah, Abe, you're absolutely right. Um, we were a part of one and we didn't know mm -hmm. until God opened our eyes. But um, one thing um, to note is that a lot of people will label this as if you say, if you use the word NAR, They'll say that it's a conspiracy theory, that it's something made up by people who don't believe that God does miracles or that he can uh, move in our world today. Um, but that's not what it is. It is mm -hmm. actually um, 
a fast-growing movement of churches, and they what the core tenets are, um, they they stick to the belief that God has restored the office of apostle and prophet for today, and those offices are viewed as governing the church, whereas in traditional churches we would hold to um, we follow the apostolic teaching and the and the prophetic and the, the prophetic teachings of the Bible, like the ultimate word. Um, and then uh, they're led by elders or under shepherds. They really see um, apostles being restored and prophets. And um, these apostles and prophets basically, um, in their view, hold to extra biblical revelation that the church is supposed to um, follow. And so the coin was the the term wasn't coined by anybody outside the movement. It was actually its founder, who is uh, C. Peter Wagner, and he has several books um, about this topic where he was advocating for church government to change. That we needed to bring apostles back. One of the books is the Changing Church, and he coined the term. He mm. said. The name I have chosen for this movement is the New Apostolic Reformation. I'm quoting him from his book. Um, And he says, I use Reformation because, as I have said, I believe it at least matches the Protestant Reformation. (laughs) And then Apostolic, because the most radical of all changes is the widespread recognition of the gift and office of Apostle in today's church. And then he uses the word new to distinguish it. You know, as a reform ministry, that's kind of a slap in the face for us for using the terminology. (laughs) Um, um, One thing that I found interesting, as you were saying that um, the new apostolic reformation, um, is it true that they use John 14, 12 as a means when Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than these will he do because I'm going to the father. Um, I, I was, I was listening as in, uh, I was listening to you guys and then just researching this, how they take this scripture out of context and, and how you were saying that, um, everything is focused on miracle miracles and that they are going to do miracles greater than Jesus and taking this verse out of context to, to drive this movement. And, and, and I'm just using this specific verse, uh, as you know, as I was doing research, uh, can you just talk about a little bit right. about that? Yeah, actually I, it's something that does interest us, right? Because we, we heard that verse quoted a lot, mm. um, out of context in, in that way just to kind of tell us, hey, you're going to do greater things and greater things and greater, expect them, expect them. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, one of the papers I wrote at, at one point in one of my classes was about John 14, because I, I wanted to, you know, look into that a bit more. Yeah. And, and you know, people people look at it in, in different in different ways. Um, and I think, you know, both can be correct or, you know, either one. But some people, when they look at greater things, right, they, they can... Um, some people believe, right, that there is quantity in mm. terms of quantity, right? So Jesus' ministry, for example, was only three, three and a half years in length, but now we have ministries that, you know, span to, uh, to decades. Um, quantity also in terms of how people, uh, how many people come to faith, right? Uh, you know, e- even right after um, Jesus, you know, ascended to heaven, 
Um, they receive uh, the power of Holy Spirit, and then Peter preaches, and there's 3,000 that come to faith, you know, and that never happened when Jesus, you know, was in, in his earthly ministry, but but it happened because of him, though. Let me just be very clear. <laughs> um, and then um, there's also some people that do see it as, you know, as qualitatively um, in the sense that, you know, this is a big deal. What Jesus did is a big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, he took on the form of man. He humbled himself. He came here. And with his death and resurrection, he actually ushered in a new eschatological era. I mean, all of a sudden, <laughs> we don't need the temple, right? Mm-hmm. And we corporately are the temple. And God dwells in us. I mean, if that doesn't blow your mind, I mean, I don't know what else can can just blow your mind. I mean, that, that is so significant, especially when, when you've read the Old Testament and know everything that had to go in, you know, for them to um, have God's presence in the temple. But now, just with Jesus' sacrifice, we, we, we are the temple um, uh, of God. And, you know, there is a sense in which everything that we do is greater because we have the Holy Spirit in us. And, you know, just like uh, Jesus said himself that John was, you know, the least of these, right? That how, you know, John the Baptist, you know, he was the least and everyone else is greater. Well, you know, I'm not in the Bible. It's not like I'm literally greater than John, but, you know, we corporately do have something, the Holy Spirit in us working through us. And and that is a, a, a big deal. But it's not the way it's viewed, like you were asking, Abe. Um, it's this pressure that you feel mm-hmm. like, how many people did you heal today? How, yeah. many, how many times have you spoke? Like, it's this real burden um, mm-hmm. that, that gets placed by misusing that verse instead of having a more biblical view of uh, and taking the verse in context. Another verse that's uh, taken out of context uh, as we're speaking of the New Apostolic Reformation is um, in Ephesians when... Um, we're mentioning that he gave apostles, uh, they gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers. And that's a, a key foundational text for them because that's what they, one of the verses they used to argue mm. that, um, that we have to quote unquote restore those offices. Where as an, an understanding that we have as Bible believing Christians is God gives gifts. He has given us his teachings through the apostles that we have recorded in the Bible. He's given us the prophetic word that we need in the Bible. Um, and he's the one doing this. We're not orchestrating and having to fix uh, what was uh, done wrong and having to fix the church by making sure that we have all of these offices fulfilled. He's the one doing all of this work. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, just going back to John 14, uh, Samuel, as you're saying, I, I find it interesting, though, when if we just read before and after that scripture or, you know, just scripture mm-hmm. in general, it's going to interpret himself, you know, um, and, right. and 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 I find it interesting, as you were saying, that the that John here is talking about the Holy Spirit in us, you know, and Jesus right after that. Um, just, you know, two verses down, Jesus promises the Holy spirit. And then before that, he's talking about the father and, 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 and I find it just nutty how people will just take that and apply it to themselves. And, and you're just like, uh, okay. Like, um, 
did you read the verses before or or after and right exactly and yeah. and, 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 and sorry yeah. no 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 go ahead oh yeah i was just gonna say that you know even like just logically following it right when you when you follow it to a conclusion you're like can can we raise better dead people than jesus <laughs> i mean there are just some things that you're like no you can't mm-hmm. no you can't top that <laughs> And then we, yeah. and the thing is, is that, you know, we're, we're now just talking about, oh, you can just read the verses before that, but just go back even a couple chapters before in uh, John mm-hmm. six and what he's saying there, you know, um, that the father gives his people to the son and the son dies for those people and the Holy spirit right. keeps and when we are out and, and here's the thing, you know, we're, we are reformed. And when we start thinking that we are the ones doing the, the works, you know, that if I don't do this, it won't happen. And that's absolutely mm-hmm. biblically untrue. Um, mm-hmm. And right. as we read scripture in its totality, you know, uh, uh, tota scriptura as a, uh, Dr. James White likes to say, um, and, <laughs> and so, so, so yeah, so, and, and I just wanted to stay on there. You know, I find as we continue on here, uh, I did find it interesting. You did mention it, Ruth, uh, and Samuel. Um, I find it crazy that this movement, um, has apostles and prophets, uh, having, uh, uh, having a, uh, uh, sorry, authority over pastors and elders and, mm-hmm. and, and I just want to park it here because um, even in the charismatic uh, uh, movement, we we see apostles and prophets come in um, and do their do their things. And um, can you just tell us a little bit about that? Because I don't see that anywhere in Scripture um, as we start moving into, um, you know, the uh, the the pastoral epistles and, and Timothy and Titus. And, 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 and why, why is there, where's this teaching coming from? And, 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 and I know that we're going to go a little bit later and talk about more examples of unbiblical teaching as we, towards, uh, towards later in the podcast, but I just wanted to just address this here because, uh, we live in Laredo and we see a lot of that here in some churches. Um, and, and I'm like apostles and, 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 and prophets that are over, elders or where do I see? I don't see that in the, sure. in the scripture. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I, I want to mention one thing since you, uh, you know, mentioned, uh, you know, reformed and reformed view. I just, uh, part of our testimony is that we had no idea that that word existed <laughs> yeah. when we left this movement mm. and, and the church, we had no idea. So, I just want to be clear that it's not about right here, this NAR, you know, reform versus um, NAR or cessationist between charismatic or continuing. Mm. No, I mean, it, it is, this is, we had no idea. And still, when we went to scripture, we're like, well, this doesn't, this doesn't make sense. And, you know, one of the things that you were mentioning about, um, you know, the apostles. Yeah, like you said, um, 
uh, most charismatics, at least, you know, in history, uh, they have said, well, you know, an apostle is someone who goes and plants churches or, you know, a prophet is someone who gets some something from from the Lord, you know, sometimes. Mm. But they have taken this to the other extreme where it's 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 an office. Yeah. Right. So it's an office like you were saying that, you know, um, it presides an apostle presides over, you know, apostle teachers and, and all, I mean, uh, prophets and teachers and all that. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it really is taken out of context when, when you look at it um, as an office and not just over the church, but there are apostles over regions. Yeah, that was that was something so, very eye opening yeah. to me that I did not know. Um, yeah. Can 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 you just. Can you guys just give us some key players in the movement? Uh, I, I wanted to address that earlier, but just for our listening, listening yeah. audience, because I think that this might uh, somebody listening out there. It, you know, we yeah. we're, we're, we're here to just uh, talk about this and errors. You know, we're not here to blow up uh, your world. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I, you asked about where it's all coming from as well. And just to um expand a little bit on what Samuel said. Um, part of it is, it, you know, because of the escal- eschatological view they hold. Mm. And so they have the sense that they have to take over the world. Mm. And uh, they want to create this miracle-working army that will accomplish that mm. and take over. And so in order to accomplish that, in their view, they need apostles governing. And that's why they're seen, since you were asking, like, uh, where is it coming from that they're um, seen as an authority over pastors? Mm. It's because of the their end-time views actually drive a lot of what they do. Um, that's at the core of it, which is one thing we didn't even know as until we kept on reading, and then there were buzzwords everywhere that were like, this is what that means, because there's a lot of linguistic theft, and yeah. some things you think they mean something, and, and you realize that it's something else. That So ways to know um, if you are associated to one of these churches, or like if you've been listening to one of their teachers, um, when you're looking at a church's website, look for uh, words like... Um, that the church is part of an apostolic network mm. um, or the revival alliance. Those are keywords. There's also the international coalition of apostolic leaders. That was formerly the international coalition of apostles. So of mm. course those words are clear, right? So if you see the word apostle um, it, it, and now knowing this, it, it becomes a little bit more obvious, uh, but then key players would be um, Bill Johnson, Mm-hmm. in uh, Redding, California. So their church, Bethel church. basically, um, yes, Bethel Church, um, they're led by Bill Johnson, who usually doesn't call himself an apostle, but allows other people to publicly call him an apostle, and he doesn't correct them. Yeah. Um, and then um, their prophet um, in their church structure is Chris Valentin. So yeah. those are um, well-known key players um, there's also um, some in the uh, Spanish-speaking world, so um, the apo- so-called apostle Guillermo Maldonado, um, and mm. then there's also um, other names like Samuel Rodriguez of mm. the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference. And so, um, people, this this is the this is why um, this is a huge deal. Essentially, it's because. Through many of their conferences, teachings, calls to uh, prayer, music, 
they are quickly infiltrating many churches and a lot of pastors and church members aren't aware of what's behind um, this facade that they have. <laughs> you know, yeah. at first it might seem like, oh, this is so great. They're talking about the Holy Spirit. They're talking about revival. They actually mean very different things Thanks. by yeah. those terms. And so it's important to know some of those means. Yeah. Um, and and, and, uh, and Mike Bickle you, isn't. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Ruth. I was just going to say uh, International House of Prayer is another one over with Mike Bickle. That's mm-hmm. a really big one, too. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And I will say, if you go up to these men and ask them, because they have been asked, are you a part of the New Apostolic Reformation? They always deny it. Yeah. But that's why definition of terms is important. Yes. If you are part of a, an organization, a church that affirms that apostles and prophets are for today and that that's how God is moving and that that's how the church should be run, that is a basic uh, New Apostolic uh, Reformation teaching. Yeah. Wow. So um, now that we uh, define some of these terms, the key players, uh, let's talk about uh, you guys. And can you just tell me and our uh, worldwide audience about your experience once you were part of the church? Yes. Okay. So once we were part of the church, um, we, we, became part of the quote unquote leadership around 2012 when we started helping out with the youth and you know later on um i was suggested you know by the leader there hey maybe you should go to seminary and get a degree there and so i you know i did and um in one of their, it's called Global Awakening Seminary, ran by Randy Clark, who's an, an, another oh, key yeah. player. Randy Clark, forgot about in, him. in that movement, right? So then, as I started doing that, you know, I I remember going to. Well, let me first just say, you know, the the years that we were there, there was a lot of training, mm-hmm. right? And there was a lot of training on how to prophesy, right? Mm. How to hear the voice of God how to move in miracles, signs and wonders, how to go and evangelize. Um, they call it, they called it uh, encounter evangelism, right? Where, mm. where you basically went to people, told them how awesome they were and just prayed for them and prayed for a miracle. Um, instead, in lieu of uh, sharing the gospel with them, um, you know, we, our experience there, one of the first things that I remember that kind of shocked me was um, my, my prayer life, the, the way that I prayed was changed. Mm. And I, I distinctly remember this because it, it was weird to me because I, I was taught we ask God, right? We petition God. We come to him humbly with our petitions. And all of a sudden, you know, I was being taught, um, no, we actually stand on God's promises, which is still good, still correct, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. But then we start declaring, right? We start mm-hmm. decreeing, and we start doing all these things um, in order to basically move God's hand. Yeah, change his um, mind, right? Like, and, and, yep, and, 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 exactly, change his mind, and trying to make him make him better. <laughs> right his plan wasn't good enough oh, so boy. now here i am you know changing his plan uh so that it's better right? <laughs> wow what does that um, what does it have learned, to say about god's character when when we we, ex- we say we say exactly. stuff we say stuff like that and his attributes oh boy 
Exactly. And, you know, we, we also learned about inner healing. Mm. That, that was our, you know, uh, through our time there, you know, because we, we are taught that signs, miracles, wonders, all these things are not just for today, but they're supposed to be normative. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, we're supposed to live, they teach that we're supposed to live naturally supernatural lives. So when you don't see the things that, you know, we're supposed to be seeing, you don't see your miracle, you don't see your healing, then wait a minute. Uh, maybe there's something wrong with you that we don't know about. Did you, do you have unforgiveness in your heart? Mm. Um, have you gone through inner healing? And what they mean by that is, you know, have you gone through all the things that you have ever, you know, committed, <laughs> um, committed? Yes. And, you know, oh, repented for them. Do you have, right, do you have a great grandfather who's a Mason? If he is, oh, we have to do these specific um, you know, prayers so that we can break that curse off of you. You know, maybe there's something because it's never God the problem. Yeah. Right. That that's you know they don't they don't straight out tell you you're the problem, but then they say it's not God, and it sounds good for the first like five minutes. You're like, yeah, it's okay. I know it's not God, and then you're like, wait a minute. If it's not God, it's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, what am I doing? I'm not repenting enough. I'm not doing enough, you know, and, you know, deliverance. And I just want to, I wanted to highlight, you know, that was our experience there. But also through all of those trainings and all of those conferences and all that time that we spent, we were biblically illiterate. Mm -hmm. Wow. We did not know God's word. We had not read the whole Bible Uh, ever. We had just read bits and pieces. We knew the basic story, but we didn't know very important foundations and details. And when I started going to seminary, I remember thinking to myself, oh, wait a minute. I would be a hypocrite if I start studying here and telling people I'm going to seminary if I haven't read the whole Bible, like cover to cover. Mm. so I start reading the Bible and and I start um, meditating on it Mm. and even doing things that I had never done, like, like memorizing um, scripture. And in in one of those moments, this was a key moment that, that we had in, in, in that, in our time there was when I was meditating on Philippians 129. And I just kept, you know, I was trying to memorize that verse. <laughs> why? Because, well, because God is good. That's why. Hmm. Um, and he had a plan. And, and I'm just going through that verse, which says, for to you, it has been granted mm-hmm. on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. Better be careful with that and word in that sudden, movement. Suffer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes. Suffer. I'm like, wait a minute, that's an alien word. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't we don't teach about suffering. We don't preach about suffering. We don't mm. we actually ignore it. We try to ignore it. Basically, we're saying, you know, if you're going through suffering, you know, if you have uh sickness, if something's happening with your family, you know, it's on you. What are you doing? How can you um fix this because in, in their view, God does not send sickness. That was, that was yeah. frequently repeated. 
Yeah. So it's, it's then left up to you, like your faith. Right. So I'm like, but wait, there's suffering. It's granted. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, grant, you don't, what does that mean? Oh, and that started just shaking um, our whole uh, worldview at, at that same time when Ruth saw what I was doing by no, I mean, I never told her like, you need to do this or anything. She was like, all of a sudden, I need to read the Bible too. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we had been, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, I, I, I do want to get, uh, Ruth, if you can just, uh, tell us about that as your husband is going through this because, um, there's probably couples out there who have a wife or a husband who might be getting away from that. And the other person is not, you know, one of the things that, uh, uh, I know about this movement that is caused broken families in this movement, right? Because right. you have a spouse, uh, who's no, 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 no. Like this is it. Like what you're doing is, is wrong. And the, and the other spouse is like, hold on a second. I'm reading the Bible. I'm reading my scriptures and what you are, what you are telling me, what the, 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 the church is telling me in the, uh, the, um, apostolic movement, new apostolic movement is incorrect. And I, I, I heard that there's a lot of divorce, um, you know, mm-hmm. families are just being torn apart, uh, f- you know, fathers and, and children just being, uh, absolutely, uh, hurt. Um, and because one is just going back to scripture and the other one is not. So Ruth, can you just tell us about that? Your husband is going through this because I, I want to get into the okay. details about this and, and, and your feelings. And, and as God is opening up these, uh, opening up your eyes and, uh, to truth, um, um, what's going on? Yeah. Um, so for our experience, um, I, I have nothing else to say, mm. but that God is sovereign yes, and that Amen. it is the Holy spirit who actually truly works in our hearts because Samuel really wasn't suggesting anything to me. Um, in the beginning, of course, since then we've had tons and tons of theological conversations, oh, and, wow. <laughs> but awesome. he really wasn't forcing or, or, pushing anything upon me and it it was all through God's providence and how he works things out because Hmm. we actually at the same time Samuel started seminary we um, were actually uh, designated as life group leaders and we're being called like quote-unquote inner circle like being pulled into to coordinate that Hmm. and just like Samuel felt hypocritical like not having read through the whole bible in seminary I felt well this is weird that we're leading a group and we're we're here like with this, these people trying to go through the Bible, through teachings. It wasn't really the Bible, but I felt the push that I should read the Bible. And, um, I, it's, it was this burning desire that I just had to devour God's word. And I would just play it on my, um, the audible Bible and would just like go for walks, like four 30 in the morning out there in the cold and the dark walking, listening through the Bible, I was like, I'm not going to understand all of it, but I just need to know what it all says. I just need to get through this as fast as I can, because, um, once I started reading, um, it became evidence that it was contrary to what we were being taught over and over again. So I was like, well, what else have I been mistaken about? Um, I want to know the truth. So 
it, it was nothing but the grace of God because there's no way to explain it. To explain it, I went from not having this desire and like, okay, yeah, sure, we'll read a few verses here and there and do a little bit of a devotional versus like I need to get God's word mm. in my mind and in my heart. And um, as we were both going through that, then you know, we're married, we talk. So we were like pointing out all the things that we were noticing that just went totally opposite to what we kept hearing in messages and a reading in their uh, reading material as well. Can you give us a specific example? Cause I, I, I do want our listeners to, um, uh, I know we're making a generalization here, but can you give just like a real a specific example of that. I know that, uh, you know, there was uh, probably key moments and incidents that uh, caused you to question this, uh, what you're being thought. Um, Can you just pinpoint something specific that you're just like, whoa, 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 what, what I'm being taught. You're just like, I'm questioning this. Like, this is not right. Like, you know? Yes, of course. So, wow. So, one of the one of the main things, and we actually uh, spoke to the leaders there about this when we started asking questions, was uh, our first complaint was, <laughs> wait a minute, um, healing signs and wonders are over the gospel. Mm. I mean, they take first place. The gospel may take second, third, whatever place, but not first. Wow. So that was one of the things that really got us because we're like, wait a minute, you know, the whole Bible is about Jesus. Yes. And we we are not, you know, this is not what we're preaching or we're really teaching. Mm. Um, we are we, we are basically using Jesus as a stepping stool mm. to say, oh, because of what he did. Oh, now I can elevate myself and do all of these things myself. Mm. So, you know, this, this, it was just such a sharp, there was such a sharp contrast, uh, you know, uh, between the, the, the weight that they put on signs and healings. I mean, th- those were the testimonies that we heard, you know, it was all about, Oh, this person's pain was better or, or their knee is better or things like that. It, it, it was rarely ever about this person came to saving faith in, in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. And and I would say that became very obvious to us because we were reading God's word and then we were noticing how things were just not lining up with it. Mm. Um, but we were like, we were blind. We were blind and um, we didn't, we couldn't put it to words or really pinpoint sometimes. Now it's easier, of course, because we, you know, uh, hindsight, but, um, we watched American gospel and <laughs> it was, I can say it was the power of the gospel, like yeah. hearing it just presented so clearly mm. after hearing it being twisted for so many years, wow. like so what Samuel was saying that the gospel really was substituted for signs and wonders and how prophetic you are hearing just plain and simple, the gospel, um, then we couldn't unsee it because then that just, well, this is what the gospel is. Um, and, and that's why we started going down this, this trail or like, we like to say it's like a house of cards. We, you, you get exposed to the gospel, the true gospel. Yes. And then everything just comes tumbling down and all of these, this rust gets added to it and twisted. 
And, and the Bible is very clear that there's going to be another gospel, another Jesus and another spirit mm-hmm. out there. Right. And we're right. Su- and we're supposed to test these these things. And yes. And for our listeners, if you haven't seen uh, the American gospel, there's two. I know another one is in the works, um, a third one. Right. Uh, please go check it out, you know, because they do the the um, uh, the first one uh, that they did. um they set up the gospel, so you're 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 getting this information, and then they point out the untruth, which uh, it's so clear. And so many people have uh, come to know the true God of this universe because of that uh, video. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I know that uh, the people involved with that. Uh, I think it was uh, several months ago had sent that video to uh, um, uh, Todd White. If you guys don't know who Tide White is, you can look it up. You know, he's the guy who makes your leg grow, you know, three, three inches. <laughs> right um, but, yeah. And 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 so so can, can, can we just spend just one minute here? So you guys you guys are watching the American gospel. You turn it off. Right. What's what's going on in, in between you guys at the end of that movie? What, what's happening? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. First times we, we were shocked. Okay. Um, because it, it was just the the, it's what we needed mm. at that specific time because we already had all these questions, and we're pulling you know at these strings and we're like wait a minute this is unraveling. Mm-hmm. Wow. And like Ruth said, all of a sudden we get this clear exposition of the gospel, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh wow, you know it's not just us. We're not we're not crazy. (laughs) Like this is, there is an imbalance. There is something going on here. What are we doing? Uh, Are we even safe? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So we, we had to, yeah, at that point after that, that's when we started like writing um, our uh, thoughts, our concerns, so that we could meet with the leaders over there and tell them. Cause we were like concerned. We were like, you know, uh, we're, we're not doing it right. We're not doing it right. Yeah. We, we need to fix this. Cause a lot of people, and I've seen this, uh, we've seen this as we talk to other people coming out of this movement. Um, you know, the, the first thought is, Oh, I can change this. I can, I can fix it. I can make it better. Right. Um, I can tell them and they, and they will change. And you know what? Yeah, you should. You should tell them uh, mm. about the things that are that are going on. But I, I just want to let people know: don't don't linger on that. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't stay there. You know, so long that all of a sudden you're actually, you know, helping propagate a false gospel. Yeah. You know, um, it, it is okay. It is okay it is okay to leave and find a Bible believing church that and, preaches the gospel. And it's okay to ask questions too. Um, yes. Uh, right. Exactly. It, it, you know, um, is it, is it true that in this movement uh, they don't, they don't really like you asking questions because um, first of all, there's no accountability to the leadership, right? Mm-hmm. They can prophesy right. and mess up prophecy and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you're supposed to still, um, believe them right because they're sent from god you know deuteronomy tells you otherwise i mean about when prophets miss uh prophesy you know you're not supposed to listen to them very clear and i'm and i'm I'm paraphrasing this 
Um, and, and so when you guys are discussing how scripture is and the truth, what's happening there? And you're talking about the gospel, you're, you're pointing to scripture. Um, what kind of pushback are you getting on, on scripture and the deity of Christ and, 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 and just kind of the, um, maybe the unbalanced emphasis of, of the gifts and the Holy Spirit and misuses? Well, you know, this is one of the things that actually got me. Okay. And I had to work through this. Oh, wow. Because one of the things that we have seen these people do, these leaders, apostles and all, all that, is the use of double speak. Mm. Okay. And they will literally say the orthodox view followed by, uh, with an or uh, unorthodox view. <laughs> okay. This is, this happens all the time. We've seen it so many times, especially when it concerns the deity of Christ. Okay. Because like I said before, they do use Christ as a stepping stool, right? They, they pull him down. They say, well, well, you know, if, if you watch American gospel is infamous page 29 of when heaven invades earth, that Bill Johnson wrote in the early 2000s. Mm. And in that book, he's saying how Jesus um, didn't do things as God here on earth. He did it uh, as a man. Because yeah. why, if he did it as God, then it doesn't make sense, right, for us to, to do what he did. So he had to, done it, to have done it as a man so that we can do what he did. Yeah. And that's just that's just plain old, you know, heresy. thousand year old heresy. heresy. Yep. The same <laughs> and, heresies <yeah>. repeated. <laughs> so, exactly. So when when we tell people about, you know, that's one of the last things we mentioned when we were there, you know, we just see it over and over. They will say, oh, God, um, Jesus is God, fully God and fully man. But hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, what do you mean? But oh, well, but. He came here, and he was man, a man endowed with the Holy Spirit. And laid his divinity and aside. Laid, you're right. And guess what? You're also a man endowed with the Holy Spirit. You're also anointed. So we can do the things that he did and greater. So that's basic, that Samuel's pointing to what we experience, that we come with these questions genuinely thinking, oh, they must not know that that we're embracing all of this. Mm. Uh, we were honestly naive initially. And so um, we actually met several times with the main leaders. And the first uh, meeting was full of that, a lot of doublespeak. No, 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 no. We, we believe that. We affirm, like they would say things that we affirm them because we actually um, asked them that uh, regarding one of our value statements that they had written like the gospel without signs and wonders is not good news that we approach like things that was yes right that sounds absurd it's almost <laughs> but, like they so take a approach that, uh, it's almost like they take new re revelation and uh and almost uh put it on par with scripture the authoritative uh, uh receive authoritative uh on par with scripture absolutely. wow so sorry continue on absolutely and then the thing is right and the thing is they say they don't. So then if you're mm. deceived, so they'll say something and it's like, but I'm not saying that's a classic phrase. If you mm -hmm. listen to a lot of the teachers <laughs> or even the yeah. local linear teachers, <laughs> they'll say, I'm not saying um, this. So they'll kind of counter it. But if you really read between the lines and you're being fed this week in, week out, 
training after training, you will end up accepting false teachings, mm. even though they're from one side of their mouth affirming the Orthodox view. So we got a lot of that in the first meeting. And, and, um, and, and so... And we if you're not discerning, and if you're not discerning, doesn't it sound like a contradiction as they're are saying, yeah, but. Right. Yes. I mean, well, like we said, we, we were deceived and, and for a long, well, not a long time, but for some time I was like, but no, he's telling me, you know, they're telling me they, they do believe in this. Hmm. And then I, I had to process, you know, in my head, but I'm like, okay, it doesn't matter how many times they tell me they do believe this and affirm it. If they're teaching, you know, 90% uh, of it, you know, saying how it's not and mm. the practice, you know, and telling us to practice and do different things that are telling me it's not, then that's what matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter what you say up front, you know, for just one or two seconds. Oh, no, I believe in this. But it, what comes after the but or however, that's what matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's uh. what you really have to uh, take into account so that you can discern and talking about discernment. I mean, I, I just encourage people here. Don't take our word for it. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Really? You shouldn't be a, Bere- be a Berean take our word for it. Yes. Be a Berean. And you know, Paul was commending the Bereans for, for, you know, checking him against yes. scripture. How much more should we, you know, uh, test other, other people that are not apostles. Yeah. So and then we should go, we should go to scripture and check and see what, what is he saying? If your pastor is preaching um, and he uses 20 different verses from all over the Bible <laughs> and he's just using single verses to yeah. explain his view and what God told him, go back, go back to yeah. those verses and read them in context, read the chapter before the chapter afterwards. And I'll tell you, you know, more times than not, they will be taking those scripture, uh, that scripture out of context. Yeah. You know, we were uh, in our last episode on Bridge here, we were doing the body of divinity, you know, and just going back to the Berean. We were saying that, man, if anybody that you can believe was given truth, you know, was the Apostle Paul. And Paul mm-hmm. is right. saying, go check this out what i'm telling you to be true and he's like you said he commended mm-hmm. them for it and and if you are a if you're if, if somebody's out there as a shepherd uh a pastor elder um uh, you know we were talking about in that in that podcast that the shepherds need to be humble and be excited that their mm-hmm. sheep is right. actually coming to them because you know that they're getting into scripture they're saying hey like i see this Amen. did you did you misspeak can you just help me know and and in a humble shepherd, you know, uh, we we've talked to uh, a lot of uh, guests here. And one of the thing is that the 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 shepherd was the low of the low back in biblical time. Mm-hmm. He was he was he was on the bottom of a totem pole. They looked at them as like not yes. so good. Yet we live in a time where we place shepherds and pastors on pedestals that you can't question them yep. and take verses mm-hmm. uh, out of contact that we see in, 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 in Psalms that you shouldn't touch uh, the anointed and taking that whole verse out right. of contact. What's going on with David and Saul and what's happening there. Just absolutely, absolutely crazy. And um, so, you know, I, I really appreciate you guys saying that, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and that, that's, yeah, God's word is key. <laughs> and because God's word is key, one of the other things that we notice when we're there is the that scripture was devalued. Mm. You know, they, they do the opposite, right? Because it, they just can't, you know, if you put them against scripture, they will not stand. So what they do is that they devalue God. And one of the sayings that um, that really got to me when I heard Bill Johnson say this, um, he said, God is bigger than his book. And I was like, what does that even mean? I don't understand. And I remember asking, you know, the leaders, like, what, what does he mean by this? And, you know, them trying to fix it and somehow give me some sort of or- orthodoxy from that, right? But, you know, the question shouldn't even, shouldn't even be asked. Like, what do you mean God is bigger than his book? His book is his word. Mm. His book is what he has spoken, and he will not separate himself from that. He he will not go against his word. And he is the so word. No, it's not about exactly like Jesus John, is John the Warren. word. Yeah. He is I mean, the word. So, so yeah, that that question is is even you know it, it's insane. That yeah. question does not make sense. Yeah, he is the logos for so our listeners. The other one. Amen. amen. Yes, the other way, and we we heard this a lot was also how they would say, oh, you know, the, the apostles and the people who wrote the New Testament, they didn't know they were writing the New Testament. They didn't know. They didn't know. And that just messes with you, right? If, yeah. if you're not careful, you know, it, it, it messed me up because what they're trying to do, again, is devalue Scripture. Yeah. And say, you know what? We, we don't know if what I'm getting from God is, like, really a big deal, you know? Like, my revelation is could be also they won't say in part with scripture but come on yeah that's what you mean yeah that's That's what you mean and you know i remember when we were reading scripture when all of a sudden we read second peter uh 316 um and there peter is saying how you know i'm just going to read it for for yeah yeah count the patience of our lord yeah and count the patience of our lord as salvation just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom given to him, yeah. as he does in all his letters when he speaks in them of these matters. Uh-huh. There are some things in them that are hard to understand, <laughs> which ignorant and unstable uh, twist to their own destruction wow. as they do the other scriptures. Wow. That... I mean, here is it is clear yeah. that Peter knew that Paul was writing scripture. The head of the apostles knew that Paul was writing scripture. How much more, you know, everyone else, you know, like Matthew, when he wrote it's yeah. I was going to say that to top it off the implication when, when this would, would be repeated, that they didn't weren't writing scripture or they didn't know the scripture. They had the old Testament. Absolutely. So there's a devaluing, not only of, what the apostles wrote and what was happening, which they had the living word among them. They saw Jesus, they had his word, but then there's this devaluing of the old Testament that comes along with saying like they didn't know they didn't have the scripture. And we know that a lot of churches uh, and a lot of leaders, you know, um, we we've talked about some of them that said that they want to unhinge themselves from the old, uh, the old Testament. And that's absolutely crazy. Samuel, like you said earlier, the whole Bible is about Jesus. 
You know, you, you, you just can't, you just can't separate yourself from, uh, 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 the Bible. We had, uh, Dr. David Murray and, um, uh, he wrote a book, uh, Jesus on every page. I mean, for our listeners, go listen yeah. to that podcast and go read that book and you, you're going to see that everything is about Jesus. And it's, uh, just going back to what you were saying here in second Peter uh, three fifteen. you know, I, I was just laughing when you were just saying that, uh, Peter was saying that the, the, some, some of the things were hard to understand. Can you imagine just Peter trying mm-hmm. to read Romans, you know, and everything that's in there theologically <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, we, we, we know that, uh, um, you know, I've read, you know, a lot of people have come to uh, the true saving faith uh, through Romans. I mean, Martin Luther was one of them uh, mm-hmm. and myself yeah. as well. And, you know, I was in a in a I was in, you know, well, that's another story. But um, so, yeah. So, <laughs> guys, man, this podcast, you know, we <laughs> flew by. Uh, we've already gone over our normal a lot of time. And, and that's OK, because I think that this is uh, a a uh an important topic especially what's going on right now just even in progressive christianity and the things that are going on mm-hmm. and just uh, uh some of these churches even in the new apostolic reformation the acceptance the acceptance of homosexuality and christianity um and it, which right. is absolutely kind of nutty for me but hey guys as we end this podcast I, I have one more question how did these unbiblical teachings affect uh you and others around you. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we, we've come to understand that bad theology hurts people. Mm. It, it, it really does hurt people because when, when you come and, and, and you apply everything that people um, are, you know, these apostles are teaching you, it, it's bad. Um, one of the main things that we've, we've seen is people dealing with this burden like we've talked before i mean this is a real thing it's a this burden because it's somehow their fault that wow. god is is not moving it's somehow somehow their fault that they are not um that they are not seeing their miracle and one of the main things and this is this is key when we understood this is surrender Wow. The, these types of teachings, this movement, I, I, I'll use the word wicked. I mean, this is a wicked thing because mm. it does not allow people to truly surrender to their God and maker. Yeah. Because now what you're doing is, oh, I'm waiting for my healing. I'm striving and working towards my healing. I'm doing all the right things. I'm praying this way. I'm, I'm doing inner healing. All of these things. And people never, and I say this because it happened to me, people then never get to the point of saying, you know what, God, even if you don't heal me, even if you don't heal me or heal my spouse or my son or take me out of this hole that I am, I will still love you and serve you and follow you. (laughs) And I mean, that is so key because that is even Jesus submitted himself to the will of the Father when he was praying in Gethsemane. Three times he said, Father, if, 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 if you are able, just pass this cup from me, but uh-huh. your will be done. Uh-huh. And, and that's, that is such key because um, it's so key because we are not allowed in that movement to pray, God, your will be done. It is seen as something of a weakness 
If you pray, Lord, may your will be done, then you're just allowing the sickness or whatever to take control of you. Mm-hmm. And never, it just does not allow people to go and, and get to that final surrender, total surrender. You know, we our lives as Christians, I believe, are, are just marked by those moments, right? When we're, we're suffering and we're, we're holding on to something and holding on to something and holding on. And finally we say, why am I holding on to this? Lord, just take it and do whatever you want to do. I'm still going to love you. And at that moment is when we're really freed. Yeah. When we're like, why didn't I do this before? I should have done this months ago. Yeah. I should have just given this to the Lord. I should not have been carrying this. So that's one of the key things and, and how, you know, it just really does hurt people that way. You, and I would say you're also full of a false hope uh, um, where heaven, is, uh, we've, we've heard it said, like heaven's just a destination. Uh, and now knowing and understanding the price that Jesus paid for us to have peace with the Father, to have the true hope of being eternally with him, you never get to enjoy that. You're just distracted with uh, waiting on your healing, waiting on the next thing, waiting on the money to come and just praying and praying that way. So true hope is taken away and it's substituted for a false hope. So our eyes don't end up being on eternity and, and with being with God. Yeah. I mean, we, we, it, it's almost, we're taking away God's glory. Uh, when we say stuff like that, you know, like you Mm -hmm. said, we're waiting for this, we're waiting for that. Instead of saying, Lord, your will be done and glorify yourself in whatever it is that you have in my life Amen. that you have yes. had me here. You know, I'm sure you, I'm sure those movements are not going through Job at all uh, in detail. You know, what it, <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, jo- what did I mean, Job, Job over here. I mean, we, we see this is why I love Job. And, and I know that a lot of these churches in this movement won't talk about that because what, what do we see? We see God causing the the uh, i'm sorry Mm -hmm. god allowing uh the devil Mm -hmm. lucifer to bring this out upon him that we see who giving Mm -hmm. permission we see lucifer asking for permission for this to be allowed in his life right and you Mm -hmm. know job job starts off great right uh you know he even has to you know scold his wife a little bit on there and he's like oh you'll take the good things for god but not the bad and then we see joe say lord Lord, though you slay me, though you kill me, I will still trust in you. Yes. You know? Amen. And mm-hmm. and 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 then towards the end of Job, and guys, please go read Job in its total totality. And then in the end, we see Job asking God these questions, right? Like, why is this happening? What's going on here? Where, you know? And then <laughs> God does not answer any of Job's questions, right? <laughs> Instead, God said, Job, where were you? When I created where the universe, where would I, where were you when I named this? Where would I, where were you, you little human pipsqueak, right? And, <laughs> and, and, right. and, and, and the thing is, is that when we look uh, at God, he's big and he's using us for his mm-hmm. purpose Amen. to bring glory to himself, you know, and make his name famous amongst all people, right? For his glory through mm-hmm. his son, Christ. Mm-hmm. Amen. Wow. So, guys, you know, this is a long one. Um, and and uh, I don't know if you guys want to I'm going to throw this out there. We usually end the show with our guests sharing the gospel. Would you guys like to one of you guys share the gospel with our worldwide audience? Oh, of course, it would be a privilege. Uh, 
first, before we share the gospel, though, we would say, if you ever heard us teach before uh, 2019 and before, we are sorry. <laughs> we repent of that. We, wow. we said a lot of false things that, that are just wrong. Hmm. And if you know us and you have questions, just message us online and we can talk about it. But just we, we repent of that. We just we were deceived. We, you know, it's our, our own fault. But uh, we just want to say sorry for that. And now for, you know, the true gospel. And, and I have to say that coming to understand the true gospel comes with understanding who God is. Mm. God is holy. He is a holy God. And that just doesn't mean that he's sinless. That's a derivation of his holiness. But it, it means he's set apart. And then what happens now is that we are sinners. We have sinned. We have sinned against God and his laws and his word. And we have a problem now because we cannot, by our own works, by anything that we do or try, we cannot reconcile ourselves to God. That's the problem right there. But you see, Jesus comes into play now. And Jesus, before the foundation of the earth, they had... You know, they had this plan, plan A, the only plan they had of Jesus coming and being the way, the only way to the Father. So he comes and he doesn't put his divinity aside. No, he humbles himself by taking human nature. He comes to this world. He lives a sinless life. So even though he did not, um, um, he did not marry that, uh, the, the wrath of sin to himself. He did not deserve that. He lived a sinless life. Even with all of that, he went to the cross and he died for us. And not just died, but he took the wrath of God for us. He withstood it, all of it, all of it, all of the justice that we deserve for our sins, Jesus took on the cross. And because of that, we are now reconciled to the Father. Because of that, now today, you know, anyone hearing this, if you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, if you believe that He came down um, to earth and He died for you and your sins so that you could be reconciled to the Father, you are saved. You are saved, and now you can spend eternity with Him. Wow. Amen. Well, Samuel and Ruth Medina, thank you for coming on. Thank you for letting our audience know of what you taught before and repenting on that on on our worldwide audience you guys didn't have to do that we appreciate that i mean not to our worldwide audience you know <laughs> but uh um <laughs> you know uh and, and i think that's very important especially if you have people who um who you taught before and then they see uh that humbleness and i really appreciate um where can our audience find you guys um um if you guys want to be found to just even, you know, ask some more questions uh, that, uh, that, that they might be in this and uh, might need some encouragement and say, hey, like, can you just tell me a little bit more? Because, you know, a podcast, a podcast is just not long enough to get to all the details on this. And, you know, we we do recommend uh, uh, our listening audience to to go investigate this. If you're in it, you know, ask questions. You know, there are really good books out there. There's a, a book called A New Apostolic Reformation, A Biblical Response to a World worldwide movement and that's by uh douglas uh, mm -hmm. glebit and holly pivot and they also have a book together called god's super apostle um just uh some great 
books that you can go ahead and read about this and a biblical response uh, on this movement. So uh, you guys should go check the, those out on Amazon. But uh, wh- where, where, where can they find you guys? Yeah, well, I, I'll i leave Ruth to, to, mention, to mention that. <laughs> okay. So probably the easiest way would be um, to direct message us um, on a book reviews page that I have. Okay. Um, it's 10,000 hours, the number 10, okay. and then the word thousand, period, hours. And it's on Instagram. And okay. so I will gladly take any questions. Awesome. Well, there... And if they message your podcast, you can definitely relay questions to us as well. And we'll gladly um, contact anybody who has more questions. Well, awesome. Well, there he goes. Uh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you can go ahead and hunt down uh, Samuel and Ruth Medina. <laughs> and uh, and <laughs> um, and no, thank you. Thank you very much, guys, for coming on Bridge Radio today. Uh, and you guys uh, have a blessed week. You too. Thank, thank you. you. It was a pleasure and a blessing to be uh, here with you guys and share our testimony. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this week's episode with Samuel and Ruth Medina uh, and how they uh, got out of the uh, New Apostolic Reformation uh, Church. Um, And man, that was a a very, very eye opening podcast, uh, especially that some of this information uh, I was not even aware, even that there was a term. you know, for this movement, uh, and, and for some of you guys out there that, uh, you know, you guys listen to Bethel music and follow Bill Johnson and some of those guys over international house of prayer. Uh, I, 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 uh, I do recommend you guys check out, uh, some books and some material about this because there is a lot of error in this movement, uh, that has deceived people that has enslaved people. Uh, as you heard Samuel and, 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 and Ruth uh, Medina on this. Um, and, and again, all we want to do is point our listening audience to truth, to scripture, to the word, because that's our authority, you know, and, 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 and some of the, this movement when they're just focusing on miracles and healings and, and make the gospel, you know, uh, a secondary or tertiary on those things that you're just like, what, you know, and if you have questions, you know, we are here at bridge, uh, please reach out to, uh, uh, Samuel and Ruth on their Instagram, which she, uh, uh, said that she can ask questions. Please go check out American gospel. Um, there's a lot of stuff on here. And again, we're here because God puts it, put us here, um, to, uh, glorify him uh and 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 that's it and jesus christ died for us guys uh he paid a high penalty uh for our sins and we will bow down we will every knee will bow down every tongue will confess that he is lord he is and guys as we always end the show uh what is your only comfort in life and in death that i am not my own but belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. Till next week, guys.